Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? Oh, we're so excited to have Heidi Powell with us today. She's a fitness expert, TV host of Extreme Weight Loss, New York Times bestselling author, and world-renowned transformation expert. And we're going to talk about a lot of our past and yes. also the new thing that she's got launching today, mm -hmm. her little fit challenge. So we're excited to see where this goes. Yes. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it's definitely um, an honor to have you it on. Is. I always like to start the show out the same way. Um, the past couple years have been rough for a lot of people, but wow. especially people in entertainment, content creators, video, people do video and all that. It's been really rough. So how have has it affected what you do before COVID? And what have you done wow. to maneuver through it? You, that's a really good question. And I, I feel like I my situation might be slightly different than other people, but maybe not. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. During COVID, I actually, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to the world, my ex-husband and I were going through a divorce quietly mm -hmm. to protect our family's privacy and our kids. And so we were actually in the process of uh, going our separate ways. So change would have occurred for us regardless, right? Okay. And with where I came from, um, having a TV show on ABC with Chris and, you know, we had a whole team. We still have a whole team, right? Doing our supplements and all mm -hmm. that. For me, I was making a jump. I was making a leap in front of the camera alone for the first time. Oh, wow. So I don't know that I even appreciated uh, the changes that a lot of people had to feel during COVID because I was going to have to make them regardless. Anyway. Life. Yeah. And, and I think in a way, um, as, as, as a much of a bummer as COVID was for so many people, it did really shine a spotlight on the need to take care of ourselves, physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, all of those things. And so it gave me a chance to do what I already do and to help improve lives through physical fitness first. And that, but we all know that physical fitness does not matter if you don't have the glue to have those habits stick. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what mm -hmm. transformation is. So it kind of paved a way for me, for people to hear me better than they would have otherwise or prior. Definitely love mm -hmm. that. I mean, that's like, you know, for us, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple months before yeah. COVID yes. and it was like, um, when everything happened, you know, our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year. We thought we'd do that, be a great foundation for a first year show. And then everything gets shut down. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know, all these artists, entertainers and all that, that travel that we can't book might be willing to come on a newer show. Yeah. Um, because they have nothing else to do. Yeah. So kind of, I mean, 100 interviews in a year is actually a big goal for anybody. How and we did 300 that year. Gosh, because people were, the, that's the only connection that they could have was through right. a screen, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yep. And we end up, um, we're at almost 600 now. We haven't done, now granted, it was big for that first year yeah. that we did 200 the year after. And, and this year we've had a, her mom passed away. My dad passed away all within about a three month span. So we've had yes. to slow the show down some to kind of oh, mourn yeah. and all that, you know, so we're not going to hit the goals we planned on hitting, but you know what? We're growing. That's what matters. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, we always in transformation go by the rule 1% better each day, right? You guys are getting better every day. It's not about how fast you get there. It's a, it's about, are you continually progressing? And you guys are, that's awesome. Well, we appreciate that. So um, let's go back a little bit. Um, when you, when you um, wanted to do all this transformation stuff years ago, yeah. what got you started? That's a really good question. So I will say I was a trainer straight out of high school. Oh, so wow. I, was a trainer okay. straight out of high school but I don't know that I really appreciated what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a very young 18 year old in a lot of ways because I kind of grew up in a very protective environment and the world was so new to me when I actually saw it for the first time. Um, so while I was a trainer right out of high school, it only lasted for about a year until I shortly thereafter got married and needed to provide for a family in a different way. So I actually left training oh, wow. at the job, mm -hmm. kept it as a hobby. So I did boot camps in my neighborhoods, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in real estate for years until I met Chris. So when I met Chris in 2008, after my divorce, I, he was the reason I got back into it. So, and I was more than anything helping him uh, in yeah. a the sense with his stuff and he loved to work out so we would work out we would train together we would dream together we would do all these things and then over time he was like hey you want to you know do this training online with me do you want to do this and it let and then we ended up creating a show right and through the yeah. show that's as soon as we got the show chris was like we saw the help he needed behind the scenes because going from he'd only done one massive transformation mm -hmm. ever, mm -hmm. right and right. now suddenly ABC wants a show and it's eight transformations at one time. And wow, six, months wow. in, six months into season one, they piled mm -hmm. eight more for season two. And so oh, wow. it was a load he couldn't handle. And so I'm like, okay, this is what I love. And I don't, I never knew training was, could be more than what you eat and how you move. Cause those two things actually, for many years messed with my mind because I, I had an eating disorder. And so body mm. dysmorphia was yeah. mm -hmm. but realizing the difference through what we did on the show, um, between transformation and weight loss, like weight loss is calories in calories out. It's, right. are you eating in a deficit? If you are, you're going to burn fat, right? Transform mm -hmm. and usually that weight loss is temporary. People hit it. If they're focusing on what they eat and how they move only, they're yeah. going to eat it yes. and a yo-yo diet, right? On right. our show, we had to keep people keeping habits, right? Creating habits. And was that hard? Yes. But what we realized, so, and that's kind of where I say transformation is in your mind, your heart, and your soul. Mm. Transformation mm -hmm. are the foundational elements of change, which I didn't realize at the time, everyone else calls that personal development, but we, it brought <laughs> you know, it's, it's integrity. It's keeping your promises. It's all the things relating to that, right? It's our identity. It's understanding small change instead mm -hmm. of taking these mm -hmm. changes. And once we can actually solidify many habits every day, um, we can change any area of our life yep. and we would just apply yeah. it towards fitness. And that's what we, in our books, that's what we talked about. Um, so that's how I got back into it. Cause I'm like, oh, wow, it is, it's heart deep. It's, it's addiction. I don't want to say recovery cause I'm not a therapist, but we are helping people 
battle food addictions like I did for so many years. And there was and a lot of it stems to their past, which is what a lot of people don't get. You know, they think, you know, they can't lose weight and all this and all that. Yeah. But if they would look back into their childhood, it, it started there. They just don't realize it. You know, everybody has. And, and we sometimes think it's just the people that have a couple hundred or a few hundred pounds to lose that have childhood trauma. Right. You know, mm -hmm. It's everybody. There is not a soul uh, who does not have something there, whether they're willing to like look at it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it comes to weight, like the weight that we see on somebody, it's emotional weight mostly. So whatever you see them carrying physically, you can double that and know that the emotional weight that they're carrying that they haven't figured out how to release yet is even heavier. And then uh, society and on top of that. What was that again? And then society on top of that wants to shame people and all this. So then they go into this little rut cycle. Yeah. Yeah, they do. It, it, it is a downward spiral. And I think the more people point fingers and the more they laugh or make fun of or just judge, right? Like you look at somebody, some, a lot of people will look at somebody with extra weight and assume certain things about them. The mm -hmm. more that person feels that, the more likely they are to shell up, right? They're going to get a harder and harder exterior. And I think we all know that shame breeds in the darkness. So whatever guilt yeah. is feeling, it's gr literally growing. It's, it's almost infecting their soul until somebody can love them through. I, I really believe love is the key until somebody can love them through all of it with take their mask off, let them see all the parts of them. Like one of the biggest steps with our people is before photos, whether it was on the show or even now in these challenges, because it's a declaration by that person that they are ready to own who they are in all of who they are. Because until we can teach them how to love themselves as they are, they're not going to ever love the version that they're becoming. And I love what you said about the love part, because I went through 19 years of addictions until I feel like God healed me 14 wow. years ago. So I've been sober for 14 years. But first five years of our marriage was really hectic on her. But, you know, she never put me down. She never nagged me about it. She never shamed me. She, she, she loved me through it. And you, know, and, you know, a lot of people would say when, we, when they hear our story, oh, she allowed you to walk over her. And I'm like, no, she allowed me to experience her love through her. I, I actually have chills right now because I believe, you know, my dad, before he passed away, my dad uh, was in treatment three years prior for addiction. And mm -hmm. we had the most amazing family week there where they brought us all in. And the, the biggest takeaway I remember from that was, hey, your dad is not healed, right? Your dad's not healed. Who you are and the space you create for him will dictate whether he's honest with you or not. And the more you judge and mm -hmm. nag and shame, the more he's still, he's going to have the issue no matter what. Right. Yeah. But if like yeah. if you judge, nag, shame, he's just going to hide it. And when someone feels like they have to hide and they can't be them, it can trigger worse patterns. And so Sandy, I, I love that anyone in my life, I always say, it's not up to me to set rules for you, but I can be an mm -hmm. accountability partner. And if you feel shame about something and you want to set new rules around something you feel might be an addiction and you want my help, ask for the help, but I'm going to love you no matter what. And that's what she did. Ah. I mean, I, you know, I just know that I wouldn't be here 
And, and all this, I got sober before we even had kids. I mean, we got a 10 year old and a three year old now, yeah. um, but it all happened before that. So I, we first, they probably wouldn't be here. We, I don't know how much more she probably could have took. Cause he took five years of a wow. lot of pain. And, and, you know, I remember going back to church and all that. And I remember we were doing a lot of these um, marriage sermons and all that, listening to it so we can try to heal our marriage. And I remember sitting her down one day and this was because I felt like God helped her heal me. So it was my turn to return it because I knew I put a lot of pain through those years. So I remember I sat her down on the bed and this was in 2010. And I was like, OK, um, I know I put you through a lot those beginning years. You've never really talked about it. Tell me. Everything I did, how you felt, everything. I will zip it and you tell me um, what it was like and what you say to me. I was like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because I knew she needed this for her wow. healing. Yeah. And I'll be honest, we got 30 minutes in and I'm sitting there thinking, like, what, I have I done? what have I done? <laughs> and, and, you know, but at the same time, I also knew I couldn't talk. I couldn't say nothing because this was her moment to shine, to show that, okay, I went through this so that she gets that I get it. I mean, that's a really big deal for you, Chris, to um, understand that because I think most people in that situation, we want to, sometimes we think we want to hear the pains we can help heal it but as soon as it starts coming out what do we start doing we start defending and volleying it yeah. but and just fine but this is why but this is why <laughs> and so if, i mean so it, really a lot of times people just need space you know mm -hmm. they just need love and a clearing and no justification for it so that's what a beautiful thing that you guys have gone through and you know i think that's what made your show so powerful because they weren't, you know, a lot of the people that come on your show wasn't getting that space at home. Yeah. You gave them a chance to have that space. Thank you. You know, I think what it is, is sometimes we need people who see us for who we are now instead of who we've always been. Right. Oh, yes. And I think, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I deal with that in my life. Right. I think we all do. If we think about yeah. it, we are. I've evolved so much over the past 20 years, two years, right? Year. I feel like it's a constant evolution of who I am. And it makes some people uncomfortable when they knew you at a less evolved space, a less boundaried or less confident, less whatever, right? And whether it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable because boundaries didn't used to exist that do, right? Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. or uncomfortable just because they loved that per version of you as we grow or were ready to grow. So a lot of people on the yeah. show were ready for change, but it was almost like a, there were a lot of people in the home environment that were like, you don't succeed at anything. So why would you do this? Like, come exactly. on, exactly. <laughs> come be with us yeah. because they didn't, they needed a different space. They needed someone to see yeah. in them what mm -hmm. they hoped was there, but nobody else could see. Right. And that's mm -hmm. really, that's what I needed in her. Yeah. Nobody else saw it. Yeah. 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 And and that little spark of belief, that little hope that you had was like, uh, okay, maybe I can. So I'm going to tip, dip my toe in the water. And you're like, oh, wait, hold on. I can do this. Wait, hold on. Let me put a foot. No, oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, maybe. And then before you know it, you're jumping in because you know, you can start to feel through these little baby steps that you're taking every single day that change is possible for anyone. Permanent change. 
Yeah, I remember like I usually post some um, every so often about um, when people bring up your past, yeah. um, it just means that they're intimidated by your by who you are today. Ooh, ooh I like In most cases, that's, that's so true. You know, if, 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 you know, granted, if someone's bringing up your past because, oh, wow, you know, you've grown so much. That's different. Of course, yeah. I'm not talking about that. But if they're bringing up your past yeah. to pull you down, In a negative way, you know? then, then I know that they're just intimidated who I've become. Because, you know, like they say, that whole old saying the crabs in the bucket you put one bucket one yeah. crab in the bucket he gets out put two yeah. or more in and although they all could get out yeah. they each pull each other back down yeah <laughs> it, it is very true you know i i um i have realized too that with regard to anything in the past because i have days and times where i'm like man you know i wish i would have done things different mm -hmm. or whatever if i can own it and realize that I am who I am today and I, and that I, I've been, been able to help the people that I've helped because of like mm -hmm. had the crappy things that happened or the mistakes that I made, had I never made them, yep. were they mm -hmm. right? No, we all have done things that are not right. They were not right. But as a result of the guilt that I felt for certain mistakes I made, mm -hmm. and then the shame that mm -hmm. followed, that shame acted as a catalyst for me to do better right? And that do better has created a lot of really good that I'm really proud of. So sitting here in this moment, like I used to say, oh, I never have regret. No, I actually think regret's good in the moment. And I think regret is that thing that's like, okay, it's good that you're feeling this way. Now, are you going to do better? Yeah. Or are you going to sit yeah. here and downward spiral as a result? Because it's our choice at that point, you know? And so to sit in a place where you're like, hey, they can hate me for my past. They can talk all that they want for my past, right? I'm proud of it. And Chris, I bet you're proud of it because you would not be who you are if yep. you didn't have that. You know, like, you know, a lot of people would ask, would you change anything from your past? And yeah. most people would say, yeah, I'm like, I can't change anything from my past because I am right where I feel like I need to be. I am. I feel like I'm the right husband, the right father and the right child of God that I am today because of everything that's happened in the past. I agree. I, and, and I am with you there now. It's funny because with my eating disorder, because it wreaked havoc on my body and my mm -hmm. teeth, I remember, cause that was probably from about 14 or 15 to 25, 26, 27. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even tell Chris that I had ever had one because I wow. was so yeah. Ashamed of it, right? Mm -hmm. But then it wasn't until someone on our show was struggling with one herself that I finally oh, wow. let her know yeah. about my past. And then I saw what my pain, my experience, my sharing of that pain mm -hmm. and experience could create for her in healing and hope, in healing and hope. And then suddenly, and it was like a ripple effect. It was like, okay, who else? Because now she has the same story. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly, I'm gr actually grateful for it. So even if I could, I wouldn't because I've, I am who I am because of that period of time where I was depressed and mm -hmm. all of the things I really, really struggled with who I was. So I, I, I wouldn't change anything either, Chris. Now, did y'all imagine the success that that show would have? <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris did. But Chris is he's a, a visionary. He is a visionary. He's a dreamer. He's painting the picture before anyone else can. Like mm -hmm. I remember Chris saying, 
you know, he would say, I'm going to be the Ty Pennington of weight loss. That was kind of his thing. Oh, and I was yeah. like, okay, like, but he was so convincing that I believed it and everybody around him believed it. And I think that's part of his magic that he I want to be the Oprah of hosting. Yes, there we go. No, this is what you need to say, Chris. You need to say, I am the Oprah of hosting because there is a difference between I want to be or I'm going to be. And identity is you speak it as if you are it now. And this is with weight loss too. If you want to be a 250 pound fighter, say, I'm a fighter. I'm a 250 pound fighter. Because then what will happen is you will make decisions during the day that that identity would make, and it will lead you closer to your ultimate goal. Right. You know, and talking about that mm -hmm. on a wall in our, in our little office, I've got a, a printed out a thing that says Emmy winning the Chris and Sandy show. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Do you remember the secret back in the day? Did you guys ever yeah. watch? Yeah. Where it was like, yeah. post the checks, you put mm -hmm. them up there and you like put your dream house and all those different things. <laughs> Oh, oh, they're saying you're taller than Oprah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, how tall are you and how tall is Oprah? I don't know how tall she is, but I'm only 5'7". I'm actually short for a guy. I feel like somebody needs to Google that real fast. Don't go away from the <laughs> screen, but Google it. <laughs> you might be taller than Oprah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, 200, I'm 250 pounds. Sorry, am I allowed to read these? But I'm yeah. not a oh, yeah. more of a lover. Uh, <laughs> Listen, there, I think that's awesome. You get to pick what you can be a 250 pound lover. <laughs> that's amazing. You get to pick. Yeah. And, and I love what you said about the visionary of Chris, because um, I remember when we launched this show, um, I felt like things were just coming along. I thought that was the next step. And Sandy yeah. was like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I think we need to launch our own. And she's like, what would we call I mean, it? And I was like, what else? The Chris and Sandy show. Yes. I said, you're crazy because nobody knows who we are. I was like, well, they can become, they, we can become known just by just doing it. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that, that's so awesome. So Chris, that's such a growth mindset. And Sandy, I, I, so that was Chris Powell. Chris was Chris mm -hmm. and I was you. And there was a part of me that did, I, I had, but I was even more fixed mindset probably. I didn't under, I thought you were either born great or you weren't. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. you were either like, I thought Chris was meant to do the things that he's doing. Right. Cause he, I created the show. I was behind the scenes, but I was never on camera. I never even dreamed of being on camera. It terrified me because it wasn't a thing I ever wanted. And oh, wow. I, mm -hmm. I, over time I realized, and I, I love my path that I've been mm -hmm. on because mm -hmm. I was terrible in front of a camera like i didn't i love changing lives and i used to say well, she told me when we first started this show because we started an audio she goes don't ever ask me to come on video she goes, <laughs> she goes it'll be your show not our show video, yeah. and look at you <laughs> and what's funny is up and i didn't push her we kept it audio um for about 10 months or so yeah and october of 2020 she comes to me and she says do you think our show would do better if we were a video, I was like, of course it would. She goes, okay. So we've been video ever since. I I love it. There's a connectability with video that you don't get with audio. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that that's like when I, I actually, so back to the question you would ask, did you dream? I think I knew Chris would 
get to where he was, I mm. had no clue that it was in the path for me, like yeah. in, in the yeah. stars mm. for me. I didn't know God had a plan for me to do anything more. And it was a thing that just happened. And it was like, mm. swim. and I, I, Chris was actually such a good example in his work ethic and his dream ability mm. that I, as I started to learn and grow, um, I started to realize that it's not just Chris, it's everybody. It's anybody yep. listening yeah. to this right now that thinks that I'm not made for blank. Um, it's, I always say like one of the best things you can do is write a list of the things that you're good at, right? I'm good mm -hmm. at, um, gymnastics. I'm good at lifting weights. I'm good at whatever it is, list those things. And then write a list of the things that you're not good at that you wish you were. Like for me, it would have been like, I'm not good at showing my face on camera without being nervous. I'm not good at tightrope walking. I'm not good at playing the piano. And then take that list of things you're not good at and next to every one of them, write dot, 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 yet. I'm not good at them yet. And you're not, but it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. There's been a lot of research around that. And, and it is true that you can, everybody, babies sucked at walking when they first tried. Right? <laughs> they got it. Yes. And we're at almost 600 shows now. So, I mean, it's okay. been a, it's been a whirlwind for the past two and a half years. And we've had, we've had guests on it. We never imagined, but she's come along, but you know, I'm glad we had that eight, 10 months of audio so it, it could prepare her for the video because, because I believe, I really believe if we would have started video from day one, I don't know if we'd have made it. It would have been too overwhelming and intimidating. Yeah. How do you feel now on video, Sandy? Uh, it's, it's still not my favorite thing to do, but but it, if it helps the show, I'm willing you, to do it. I think it's awesome. It lets people see who they're talking to and connect. And I yeah. love, Chris, you're talking about, you know, it's like we, we have to, it, it's a progression toward whatever it is we're going for. I Again, if you were to look it's at- not the big leap, it's the yeah, little steps. It's a little it step. Is. It is. And if you can just every day commit to focusing on doing one thing closer to what your goal or dream is, you'll eventually get there. But it's not like, I think there is discouraging to look at someone like, for most people, to look at Oprah, right? And to be like, yeah. that's who I want to be. Oh my gosh, it would take this, this, this. It's like, I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and I'm going to not try, right? Yeah. But when you yeah. break it down and start to say, what skills can I start to develop to do X, Y, Z, knowing that skills are developed. Some are gifted, yep. but most mm -hmm. of them, the gifted yep. ones still need developing. Michael Jordan, right? We're watching the last- We had to practice. Yeah, yes, he, he, he wasn't just the greatest. He was really good and really skilled and he had to really develop and work harder than everybody else, you know? And the reason I always picked Oprah, I mean, there's a lot of hosts I could pick that I'd like to be, but Oprah has a tendency when you watch her interviews to when something comes up, she'll throw her story into it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's me. That's, you know, m most of the other hosts don't do that. They just bam, 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 bam. But she likes to interview because what I have learned, which I know she's learned too. What I have learned is you get so much more out of the guests. If yeah. you throw your story into the mix when it's needed. I, I agree with you. Or I think otherwise, a host or even a person in real life, when we don't, when we aren't willing to be vulnerable and share, you're lacking um, the connection and the relatability, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't want to look at somebody and feel like, oh, they're solely 
I'll never be able to relate. I don't know if I can listen to what they're saying where you're willing, Chris and Oprah and Dave does this on his podcast really well as well. He talks about what he, his struggles were, even sometimes what his struggles are. Um, and I appreciate that. It makes me, when I listen to things like that, I think, okay, I am like, they're human like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, My biggest struggle, right. You know, has been, which of course we've been growing a lot more now, but my biggest struggle with the show has been, you know, and I don't care who you are. You always want it to grow faster. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, sometimes she has to talk me off the cliff and I'm like, you know what? I've had it. I've had enough. I'm quit. And she's like, I've heard that you ain't quitting. Just come on down. Let's, let's breathe. (laughs) I can relate. Like, let me just say with um, these challenges, it's been one year of these challenges on my own. And this is the fourth one that we're. And and it starts today, don't it? Well, it doesn't start today. So registration opens today. I haven't even, I haven't even told my community about it. So anybody watching this and they've been begging for months, they're like, when is the next one? When is the next one? And so actually anyone listening is getting uh, the first, the first um, announcement that we're actually opening registration today, but I feel the same way. It, It has evolved and it's come so far in a year. And it was a thing that I did not know. I had no clue that like this little challenge that people ask me to do <laughs> be 60 days of workouts. Mm-hmm. Now there's, I mean, it boom like so fast and every time it's grown bigger and bigger. And when I say bigger, oh, mm-hmm. there are, it's a more developed path for yeah. anybody to reach any goal. And most importantly, wow. I would say people come to me for the workouts. They do. They think they're coming in because they want to lose weight. That's what everybody <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm going to like, I, I'm going to bring them in with what they think they want. And then I'm going to serve them what I know they need. Oh, wow. I love that. They have infinite number of workouts to choose from. And I lay out the path. So it's not overwhelming. It's very much like, okay, what's your ability level? Uh, how, what do you have available gym or at home? Let me lay out the path. Okay. Nutrition. Like, let me, where are you at? Cause everything is designed to meet you where you're at. Where are you at? All right. Here's what want to do for nutrition here's but what they don't know that they're going to get number one the most incredible community but the second thing is the all of the life lessons or as i say transformation lessons that the world calls personal development that (laughs) in my decades of what i've been doing so it's it's beautiful people come out with food freedom and a love for who they are and they'll say oh my gosh yeah i lost weight but i don't even care about that anymore and that's the goal. We shouldn't mm-hmm. care about losing weight more than we care about loving who we are. Yeah. And so if mm-hmm. you focus on losing weight first, you, you're not going to love who you are always, right? But if you focus on True. loving who you are, your weight loss is an afterthought. It just happens as a result of you making and keeping commitments to yourself, learning that failure can be a beautiful thing. And there's a path to get through it, understanding and expecting that we are perfectly imperfect. All the things that mm-hmm. really can keep us going forever instead of this fast plan to get to where we think we want to go. Happiness and joy is I think so important. Like I remember hearing somebody say years ago that if you're not enjoying the process, the journey, that when you get to whatever destination you're trying to get to, you're going to be unhappy because it's not going to be fulfilling. But, but if you're going to um, enjoy that process, um, then when you do get there, you'll enjoy it more. 
Yeah, my dad was, you know, it's he was awesome and very it, there were there's a lot of good and a lot of hard with him. He taught us a lot of lessons and he always would instill in lottery syndrome. He would say, and this is the thing that's carried into what I teach now too. It's if you believe when I get there, I mean, there's other names. So I have a whole lesson on summit syndrome, lottery syndrome. There's all of these things. Oh, wow. If you believe that when you get there, then you'll be happy. If <laughs> then I'll be happy. You are setting yourself up to not only not be happy there, but to be more miserable when you actually get there. So the for, expectations are so high and then they wow. end up way down here. Uh, well, you think that's where your problems are solved. You look at it like the promised land, like all of my problems are solved over here. When the reality is that your problems, you're the one who solves them along the way, right? So if we can mm -hmm. learn to enjoy the journey, you almost get to a point where, yeah, you want to reach that goal because you said, I'm going to reach that goal, but you are fulfilled every day. You are whole and complete every single day because you're being who you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like with the show, even though I do get frustrated at times, you know, I can't imagine not doing this show, even though we're not the Emmy winning yet, but we will be. But at the same time, until we get there, I'm going to enjoy every guest that comes on. I'm going to enjoy, you know, we, our tag tagline is up close and personal because I like to get up close and personal. What's funny is we had a guest on it in 2020 um, and he come on and we're talking and I guess I went too far on the personal part and he and he said, um, can we stick the music? Because I really don't. I was like, have you read my tagline? And he's like, no. I was like, it says up close and personal. And he was like, um, oh, and then he thought about it. He says, you know, I actually have talked more personal on this show <laughs> than I have anywhere. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hold on, you guys. Bear with me. I just realized my computer is not charging, which means a switch. Oh, we understand. No problem. Yes. We know those issues. Yes. We know I, don't know which, I don't know which of the four switches it is. So I'm just switching them up. <laughs> let, let me try this real quick. Let's plug yeah. her back in. Did you hear that? Yep. I, we heard. <laughs> What's you funny go, is yeah. when, you know, when I first got this laptop and we we're using it and we did video and um, I didn't know how it does when it runs down and we're, and I always have had it fully charged. So it was like, we were probably months in doing video before this happened because I always had it charged, but I forgot the charge this time. And so we're, we're going on talking and all of a sudden the screen goes dim. I'm like thinking to myself, um, what's going on? I didn't know. I still didn't, it didn't click. Uh, I better get up and plug it. And I'm like, what? I, I'm like, what is going on with this? Uh, uh oh. <laughs> and then I glance on this like 1%. I, oh, what do I do? What yeah, I, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's almost a standing joke inside of the get fit community. So the challenge community is we are so close with them. So many of them have done all of the challenges so far, but there are so many inside jokes. My, one of my rules is don't take yourself so damn seriously. Mm -hmm. My dad taught that to me too. Mm -hmm. it, I, I love, I grew up with three brothers. So if people aren't making fun of me, you don't mm -hmm. love me. Right. So like, yeah. <laughs> well, joke. we'll get on a live and every time the commas will start coming in, they're like, Heidi, is your computer plugged in? Heidi, plug your computer. Cause there's always a technical difficulty. I'm always like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of that and issues. And I, I remember, mm -hmm. um, we booked Ed Asner to come on okay. the show 
and he and he don't do um, StreamYard. He only was does Zoom, and yeah. and and back then we were we were just making the transition to video, and I wasn't familiar with Zoom at all, but I'm familiar with StreamYard. I try to get him the and and his agent says no, it's got to be Zoom or phone, and I'm sitting there like and and he warned me. He said he says if you if the show messes up, he says Ed don't come back. So I was like, well, I better do what I, I better do what I always have done, what I know works. And I went back to just for that show audio, because I was like, you know what, if I, what if I mess up on getting the zoom to work? That, you know, I'm right there with you where if it's unfamiliar, I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't want to test it on someone important. You know, I don't want to test it on something important, like a, show <laughs> you know? and everybody that that's come on the show's never heard of Streamyard. actually after the show I said you know what i actually like this <laughs> yeah i've actually never heard of it either this is the first time i've done it this way I, it's cool you got your banner up there and everything yep that's what i like yeah. i can brand it and it's easy just give a yeah. link they, they log in they just as long as they got chrome or firefox i think other things do work but that's usually the main two that work okay. the best and so you know and it's We've done over 200 videos so far with StreamYard. Oh we started from day one with StreamYard, so we've never left them. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. I love it. Proof that you can figure anything out. <laughs> so, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears it takes to get to your level. So let's talk about that because I think a lot of people gloss over this side of entertainment, of success. You know, they see the big CEO, they see the big motivational speaker, they see the big author, but they don't see the good grind. Tell us a little bit about that side of it. Um, you're right. And what's interesting is I think if there wasn't a face associated with what I do, if it was just a, a, a logo, an emblem, right? I think people would see it differently. They'd see it as a business and they'd understand that there is a person behind that business running it, dreaming it up, doing all the parts of it, right? And you know, a CEO or an owner, they're very busy. Uh, but because there's a face associated with what I do and I'm the one publicly facing um, and the one sh trying to strategize, when do I go to the public? When do I not? Like, when do I, how much time do I put everywhere? It is oftentimes people... I would say most often people assume that what I do during the day is I play around on Instagram. <laughs> it's one of the biggest, like my um, daughter was telling me, she said, yeah, my friends at school were saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, or, you know, how, what do you want to do? And Marley said, I said, I want to do what my mom does. And her friends were like, oh, like, like play on, like do stuff on Instagram. And Marley was like, Cause a content creator is difficult. Uh, yeah, people don't realize how difficult content create. I mean, yeah, it's not physical yeah. difficult, but it's the mentalness. I mean, to, to get a one minute shot sometimes takes you half a day. And people well, don't I, I mean that and I, I run an entire so I have I have a supplement company that now, thankfully, we've hired an entire team that runs mm -hmm. that on its own. It's amazing. Uh, I had built an app with Chris and we, you know, now I run probably with all the moving parts, a team of 15 people who wow. these challenges, three that I've done in a year that I didn't expect to do. <laughs> they have been <laughs> year round. So even though there are 60 day challenges done, they're a month mm. prior to set two months where it's really heavy and then two months after and then a month for the next. So it oh, is wow. a year round thing. And um, 
all of the moving parts that go with it. So I have, for example, I have a blog that I, I keep active. I have a YouTube channel that I keep it's content creation in every mm -hmm. way. Uh, so many moving parts, but it's the thing that I love. I will say, I mean, I am a, I, I, I always say that I can outwork anybody, <laughs> which, which over the past couple of years. So three years since my divorce, uh, specifically, specifically the last two years since I met Dave, I have actually experienced a more balanced life. I don't know that I'm in balance right now, like the balance that I love the most. I'm very, there's a lot going on because we had an event, we have an event coming up. Um, so I'm very busy right now, but I do appreciate now Dave had introduced to me play. <laughs> He's like, this is what I'd like to next. Cause when we were shooting the show, it, I was popping out babies right and left and like <laughs> pregnant on the show. The next scene, I'm like not pregnant and they wouldn't explain yeah. it. But really, we were traveling seven days after my baby was born. I was wow. getting a book written and contracts done in the hospital bed. So it that was unhealthy. Yeah. Back, it was unhealthy, but I also didn't know any other way. And yeah. I appreciate now more than ever that while the, gosh, I can get sucked into the grind and I'm in it right now. Like I am actually, I was just telling my team this morning, I said, all right, this is that overwhelm that I'm feeling where I want to cry all mm -hmm. so much. I'm up till 1am, <laughs> I'm up at 6am and it's just grind, yeah. trying to be a good mom. But when I hit that point of over, overwhelm where it's like, okay, is mm -hmm. time to back the workouts? And yeah, that is a sign that the way that it's going right now is broken. This, this, I cannot last like this forever. I can, but I'm going to run out. Um, so what am I going to do to change it? What systems am I going to put in place to alleviate what's yeah. happening? So that, and then that's actually where growth happens. Cause I'll bring in a new person and we grow. It's really awesome. Um, and like, I love that you're talking about that because I think that in our society today, you've got this hustle culture. Yeah. And I and that's really hurting a lot of people. And I've noticed a transformation in the teachings of Gary V. He oh, used to okay. he used to push the whole hustle culture hard. I've noticed he does a little more talking about balance than he ever has. You know, I bet I bet he has because I would have been the person preaching hustle culture back in the day. <laughs> and because I, I didn't understand, and sometimes I have to stop myself because I am by nature a proactive go, 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 go. There's not something to do. Let me get a lot to do. You know, it's like, um, but I think everyone hits a point. And I actually I can very much feel it now when I get there. I actually I had I experienced some real anxiety attacks that I've wow. never about that landed me in the hospital because I actually thought I was dying. I didn't understand that blacking out and like my hands were cramping mm -hmm. and I couldn't control my breathing and I had heart palpitations that and they're like, this is just anxiety. You're having a panic attack. Oh, wow. That was a wake up call for me. Like, okay. And so I can imagine that Gary, we only have so much wick right on, on our candle yeah. and it burning it at both ends at some point. It, so true. Yeah. We're not going to, we can't make anymore. So we got to slow it down and we got to recharge a little bit and that recharge and that play, I guess, if you will, it starts to make you value things differently. One of the best yeah. books I ever read was essentialism. Have you read that? 
Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And it is really, that was, it was almost like it was the permission I needed to rest. And to oh, wow. like I read mm-hmm. it even Covey's books, uh, but like that book and the way that they explained it and explained that we are not our best. Even God rested one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that one day is hard for me to rest. But <laughs> like, look at it like a job. Like mm. part of it, for me, like when there's work, the word work associated to it, it's like, okay, I feel okay doing it. <laughs> now my job, my work for the day is to rest. So yesterday, Dave and I forced ourselves to go play top golf. We forced ourselves to play <laughs> Ruby. We, and I had a hard time in the middle of it. And then about halfway through the day, I was like, oh, and at night, I'm like, I'm so glad we did it. It's like a workout, right? Yeah. We have to force ourselves to work out. And we're then you love it. pissed then off halfway through. And then we hit a point where we're glad. So mm-hmm. scheduling and play and time for ourselves is crucial. Love that. You know, yes. a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the village behind you. In our opinion, the team never gets love. But on our show, they get some love. So take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh my gosh. Well, when we did a, our, our show up event in April, I mean, I, I can't not talk about my team. If you're in my communities, you know, this, I, I always say, you know, it, show up with Heidi is like the <laughs> brand name, but it's Heidi. I brought all my people up on stage. I said, this team, like, this is who Heidi is. Like, I think everyone sees it and they think it's me doing all of the things I couldn't possibly could not possibly. And I, really do have the greatest team. I really, I've had people who have been with me in different ways for seven years. I have, I mean, it's just, and they are loyal and they are hardworking and they are funny and high energy. And, um, I, I also have really great friendships. I know there's a lot of people that will say bosses shouldn't have friendships with their employees. (laughs) I actually completely disagree Mm. because I feel like there has to be that bond and they have to feel safe, at least in my world, coming to me when they're overwhelmed or they're just, and feel like I'm going to hear them out. and like, I'm actually going to do what's best. I've had employees in the past, um, that I've actually told like, Hey, you've outgrown where you are. And they literally the greatest, but when I can see someone and their potential being capped somewhere, I'm not going to be greedy and keep them. I'm yeah. not. Because I, mm-hmm. like, I know what, like, them to I, grow. yeah, I'm doing a disservice to them and to the world, you know? Cause then everything you teach is actually wrong because you're going against your full teaching. And that's what I love. I, I actually live for way more than physical fitness. Yeah. That's how we realize our potential, but I love seeing people realize what's in them and understand that they have all of the tools necessary to live their greatest life. So if I can help someone get there, it doesn't, they don't have to be a a part of my team. Some of my best friends do the same things that I do, right? They, They have their own businesses around fitness in one way or another. And what's cool is all of them pour into my community. So the Get Fit Challenge community, for example, all of these huge, amazing fitness friends come in and they guest appear and they, teach, they do meditation, breath work, yoga, uh, dance fitness, because I believe there's room for everybody at the top. I would never want to halt someone's growth or try and suppress them. 
Love that. Mm -hmm. And you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our yes, little 10 year old. That, oh! that, so Sandy's going to go yes, get him. Yes, I will get him. And he always asks three questions yes. to each guest. Oh, should I be nervous about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, while we're waiting on him, what's kind of next for you? Um, so I had just finished a really amazing, oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about it. That's okay. Cause no one could get in. I just, I had opened up a free five day boot camp that just ended oh. on Saturday. We had 15,000 people in this free boot camp, which was insane wow. and amazing and beautiful. I went live every day and every day I gave a mindset hack, a, a nutrition tip and a five minute workout. Basically it's like, give me five days, five minutes a day to get you out of the rut. Cause we're, we all find ourselves there and that's really all it takes. And you should, I wish you could see what happened there. Yeah. Um, next week though. So on the fifth, hi, Hey, how are you doing good? Good. Uh, so, yeah. So what's your favorite food? Oh, what's my favorite food? Oh gosh. I mean, I want to say Kraft macaroni and cheese, but that doesn't feel very healthy for a fitness <laughs> But if I go back to my childhood, one of my favorite foods was always that. If I'm going with health, um, I love good chicken and rice. Love, love, love me some good chicken and rice. Crock-pot chicken. Because what's yours? Mine is, is pizza. Ooh, oh, I love pizza. What kind? Pepperoni? Yes, pepperoni sauce and supreme and pineapple. He's got like four oh. faves. Oh, I I love the ham, the Hawaiian, the ham and pineapple. Mm. Ah, that's really good. good. Mm. I also love, do you guys have crumble cookies there? No, I don't think so. Oh, they're really good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's for a TV show? Oh, okay. What's my favorite TV show? I don't watch a lot of TV, but Dave has recently gotten me into sports documentaries. And they're, oh my gosh. If you guys have not seen The Captain with Derek Jeter, you have to watch it. Talk about inspiration, oh, wow. class act. The guy is solid. I'm going to go with The Captain. Love that, because what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, I love SpongeBob. My kids love SpongeBob, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable that they still have new episodes of it. They they do? Spon mm -hmm. SpongeBob hasn't aged a day in 20 no, years. He don't <laughs> age, does he? No. <laughs> However long it's been. Okay, so what's your movie? Oh, boy. What's my favorite movie? This is a really hard one. You know, I'm going to go with the one that I always go with. The Lion King. Uh, that's a good mm -hmm. one. It's so good. I mean, just, you know, seeing good prevail is beautiful and just the family, all, all that. It was so good. So good. What's your favorite movie? Dominions. Oh, just the last one that came out? He loves them all. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but Dominions too. we just went and seen it at theater. I think that's your favorite now, ain't it? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. All of my kids have seen it. So I have four kids. And they all saw it and they all loved it. Yeah. <laughs> they saw it without me. You know, our three-year-old, she loves the little minions too and the Despicable Me. I think her fave is the Despicable Me too. <laughs> They're so good. They do such a great job with those movies. We just saw um, DC Super Pets. Have you guys gone to see that yet? No. -uh. Oh, he, you'll love it. You will love yeah. it. It's really funny, really cute. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> bye thanks <laughs> thank you those were great questions i appreciate it <laughs> he's been on 
I guess ninety five percent of the shows. So no way. Yeah, we homeschool him right now. So because of that, he's able to jump on and oh, yeah. so nice. You're like, okay, stop those mouth problems. Come here. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when we started the show, I wanted to be a family affair. You know, yeah. I, I you know, I didn't want it just be Sandy and I. It's like, how can you know that's like you know, I've been doing on YouTube a lot of the YouTube shorts now, and I yeah bring our life into it on the shorts and where they're in fact, he, he loves it too, because sometimes his shorts go um, bigger than my shorts. <laughs> like we had one oh, we had the Great Wolf Lodge recently and he, and he had a hula hoop where he had just a three second thing that made it go around his neck and it got 17,000 views. <laughs> well, it's a competitive thing. It's like, what, all right. what, what's uh, funny though about that is, uh, he was frustrated because I took a picture of a goat in or or captioned a goat in um, Nashville and we were there recently. Yeah. Um, and it was just looking at us. And uh, and I just said, you know what? I posted that and put um my turf. This is my turf or something oh. like that or on my turf. Yeah. And it got it shot up to 40,000 views. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You never know. You don't know. Like the simplest things. And YouTube, one thing I've learned, you know, a lot of people get so focused on the main content. Yeah. I like the YouTube shorts because YouTube, that's, you know, again, you know, like you have to go with what what's working and, and yeah. what they're pushing. And, and YouTube's pushing shorts more than regular yeah. content right now. So I'm pushing shorts with it because they're pushing on so, and it's growing our channel. And here's the cool part. I don't know if you know this yet, but YouTube, I don't know if it's on all um, channels yet because I know I just got the thing on mine. Yeah. But you can now, when you do a long form video, you can actually go in and go to your, your, that video, click create on it. And, and you can create up the, uh, you can create a short from that clip. So now it becomes a short that that clip that you pick, and now if someone sees that short, they can also link right. It links right to the main video. Oh my gosh! Okay, so, that's so you so cool. And I love that because again, I only started. I started doing the shorts, and I'm like, well, I've, I've been doing other stuff that's been working. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I wish they could make it to where you could do a short because I don't want to have to download the videos. Cut, 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 re-upload the shorts. Then it's not connected, you know. No, nope. but they but they I guess listen to the community and just rolled it out in the last couple of weeks where now you can literally create a short right for, and, and I think they got it set to where if you click if you pick say 30 seconds, you can yeah. actually add your commentary to the other 30 seconds. Oh my gosh, wow. Okay, good to know. <clears throat> so wow. it's a game changer for people who who maybe don't want, I mean, I, I, our shorts are scattered everywhere because it's working. So I'm making yeah. it grow. But for people who want to stay 100% focused on what their main content is, yeah. now you can literally do that with the way they've done it. Okay. That's, they must have been listening. They were listening. <laughs> your, your walls have eyes and ears, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Sandy. Oh, thank you. Now, I'll ask a couple questions now. So what are some things that inspire you? Um, well, I think number one, my kids. They're, oh, I think yeah. they're the biggest thing that inspires me. Um, they, they're, they're great. And I, I want the best life for them in every way possible. So obviously that's part of my, I, I guess, new 
balancing that I've been trying to do over the past couple of years. And then I think another thing Mm -hmm. that inspires me is the idea of the best version of me. Like I, the idea of who I know Mm -hmm. I can be at my max potential and what it would feel like, what all the things, because I think the more I can stay focused on that, the more I'll live into who that is. Mm -hmm. And what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? I want every single person that ever was a part of any of my communities. This get fit challenge is so awesome in this way. Um, I want them all to feel like they were seen and heard for exactly who they were by me and loved exactly the way that they are. Love that. Love that. And if you could say anything to your followers, what would you want to tell them? Oh my gosh. I think just that I love them and I appreciate them. Like they are, they are the reason why I'm here. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't understand the people who get annoyed by followers or, you know, uh, autograph anything mm-hmm. pictures. Cause this is the, this is why we do what we do. You know, yes. I do it for you guys. And so I love you. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Oh, the best piece <laughs> of advice I've ever received. Um, you know, I'm going to go with what I heard in a country song last night, which was <laughs> like um, the the phrase, the title of it is run out of Sundays. And the oh, wow. whole song was a reminder of someday we're going to run mm-hmm. out of some days, right? Like yeah. I remember that song. Yeah. We're big country fans. We yeah. love yeah. country music. Yes. Yeah. They say, you know, someday we sit here and say, someday I'll get here. Someday I'll do this. Someday. Yeah. Well, some days are not always going to be there. And so remembering that mm-hmm. and even tomorrow and all we have is what we have right now. Like I, all mm-hmm. I actually have is this moment with you guys, Chris and Sandy. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen after this. Right. So to, Find and be grateful for all of it, even finding and being grateful for the stress and all the parts that might not feel good sometimes because those things are reminders that we're human, right? Mm -hmm. And that we're alive. Mm -hmm. Because if we weren't alive, we wouldn't be able to feel any of it. Yeah. You know, that's Mm -hmm. like um, the song by Cody Johnson, Till You Can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really powerful song. And Mm -hmm. and it's more powerful even now for us with her mom passing, because at the very end, he talks about take that phone call from your mom um, until you can't. And type. And yeah, Yeah. we don't know. None of us know when -hmm. when life is going to end for people around us. Yeah. Yeah. My dad passed away 12 years ago. And had no idea it was going to happen. And he was in recovery and everything. So it was, and same, I, I, like I had his voicemail saved, a voicemail yeah. phone saved for so long that I switched phones and it went away. But it's oh, like, yeah. how great would, I still remember his phone number. I wish I could call and like have him pick up, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yep, most definitely. Mm-hmm. So as we close out here, um, what advice would you give someone who has that dream and they're about, they want to chase it, but they're a little scared. You know, what advice would you give that person? Um, first of all, fear and being scared is not a bad thing. I think that fear, if we can reframe it, someone once said, reframe fear and view it as excitement. 
Like understand mm-hmm. that that fear that you're feeling is actually speaking to you saying something big is on the other side of this, right? And allow it to be a catalyst to you taking action. So one of the biggest phrases in transformation that we say is action conquers fear. Like think of how you feel before you start a workout. That's scary, right? You're scared, you have butterflies, all those things. But the second you push go and you start that first rep, the fear dissipates, it goes away. So action toward whatever it is you're doing is actually gonna help that fear. You're gonna forget, fear is gonna be gone, right? Um, But also understanding and having faith that a lot of the fear too is, uh, some of it is it's false evidence appearing real, almost breaking down. What is it that we're scared of? Like, what are we actually, are we scared of looking bad? Are we scared of that? Break down and which ones are real? Like which ones are made up in our head and are big and are snowballing into something greater, right? Mm -hmm. And then time to do do something, do a thing with the ones that we can. But then the fears that aren't real, just journal, journal your feelings out. Sometimes we just need to be heard. We need that space like we talked about earlier in the show. But what it always comes back to is action. It's baby steps. Action conquers fear. If you just start with one thing toward that big thing and you can see that you're actually progressing, I mean, it's that's like a, okay, if I can do this. Action is everything. You know, like I remember there was a book. I never read um, read this book, but I've had friends that told a little bit about it. But I think it's not even in print anymore, but it's an old book called The The Negative Power of Positive Thinking. Because because what it was about was a lot of people um, get feed all this motivation. And I love motivation. I'm a big motivational person. Um, but at the same time, if you don't act, it becomes a negative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, action motivates you. Motivation usually don't make you act. I love that. Yeah. I've never heard of that book, but I love what you're saying. It makes sense. I'm with you. And that's, you know, and I see that there because again, you're all about action, action, action. And and that's was one of the things that I saw with like the secret and stuff. I, th- yeah. and I think a lot of people twisted it. I don't think the secret was teaching that you just speak it into existence, but I, no. you know, but a lot of people took it that way and are like, well, you ain't got to do nothing. You just speak it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, keep, yeah, keep thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like they stopped at that part, like speak it. And then they're like, done, I'm not going to watch or read anymore. No, you got to read what's next. We said, speak it every day. So you take action toward it, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. the most important is action. You know, I'd rather fail my way through action than to succeed, yeah. succeed at just sitting there. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> you know, so tell everybody how they can find you, your, your new um, challenge and all that. Yeah. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm real Heidi Powell, uh, where we're going to be like, I mean, we're in there a lot. It is a very active, fun community. If you want to come have fun, if you want to learn, like, if you want to learn to love yourself, but if you really want the secrets to transformation to help anybody goal stick, it's Heidi Powell.net forward slash get fit G E T F I T Heidi Powell.net forward slash get fit. Um, yeah, it's a blast. Or you can just go to HeidiPal.net and see what I got going on. It's a free blog. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Love it. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the we show did. today. We definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Thank you. You guys, you guys were wonderful. Thank you so much. Tell yourself thank you too. 
We will. Uh, we will. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. You have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.